Night podcast where we want to help your family have better conversations around the content you consume. This is episode 65, and I may have spoken too soon by calling this the Family Movie Night podcast because today this is another installment of the Date Night Movie podcast uh, where we are actually going to help you as mom, as dad, or even as single mom, single dad, uh, have a movie that maybe you could watch uh, because every parent needs a break. And uh, speaking of a parent who needs a break, Donnie Dorsey, the hero of our podcast, man, every time I see you, I go, this man needs a break. (laughs) I need a break like I need a Kit Kat bar. Now Ooh, there you go. And in a hurry. <laughs> there you go. That's that's all Donnie. That's all Donnie wants for a date night. Just bring me some chocolate. Mm-hmm. I'm a simple, I'm a simple man with simple with simple requests. <laughs> that's basically that's that's how it works. Very, very good. Sawyer Hewlett, uh n- not married, uh, uh married to Jesus. So <laughs> there you go. It's villain of our podcast. How you doing, Sawyer? Good. I got to watch a good movie for this episode, so. Yeah, and I'll say every night is a, a, a date night for Sawyer because it's just it's self care night for Sawyer. He gets to exactly. sit down, watch a movie whenever he wants, uh, and a movie that doesn't have to be uh, prepared for for children. So correct, that lucky is, man. That is the true perk. <laughs> <laughs> well, very I can good. Watch, I can watch Succession all day long. There you go. Just it's just Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon all day. <laughs> Uh, very good. Well, uh, before we get to the specifics of this episode, uh, Donnie Dorsey, tell them what it is that we do usually on this podcast. So usually on this podcast, we encourage every family, a community Christian church to have a monthly movie night to help you and your children build memories and start conversations that matter. The goal of our family ministry is to help you to raise your children to love Jesus and his way of life above all other things. And we know that critical to that is for you to have a routine, regular time of connection and shared experiences that will help you build stronger relationships. And uh, on this podcast, usually we want to not only recommend a movie today, we're doing some movies. Uh, but we want to rec- recommend some movies you could watch on your monthly movie night. Uh, but more than that, we want to give you some ideas of meaningful conversations you can have uh, with your children, or in this case, your spouse, during or after the movie. And as always, this podcast is not just trying to add another thing of lists that you fail to do as a parent. Um, we want to make it easier for you and your kids to enjoy being together so you can build memories and have conversations that matter. And uh, we have some great movies that we think are going to help you do that. And uh, let me kind of explain. If you haven't seen our previous date night movie uh, episode, uh, what what really the idea behind this is, is that we are a family movie night podcast, which means uh, we are really interested in, and this is true for us as a church, when we have a family ministry, we are really interested in the entire family, not just the kids, not just the students, but mom and dad as well. Or if you're a single mom, single dad, the parent as well. Uh, We want to help you to follow Jesus and love his way of life. And most of the time on this podcast, we're trying to recommend movies that will help you spend time with your kids and that you would have time to talk with them about your love of Jesus. But here's the truth. We know in study after study says this, that if you are married, uh, that the most important relationship in the family is mom and dad. 
that the most important relationship is that mom and dad are stable, that kids grow up happier, healthier, uh, more emotionally stable. And certainly we know this uh, from, uh, from Christian research on this, spiritually stable if mom and dad have a healthy and happy marriage. Doesn't mean that they never fight. In fact, uh, a healthy marriage is one where you handle conflict well. But certainly, we know that key to a good marriage is that mom and dad have time where they say, hey, we're focused right now on mom and dad. And maybe we got to find a babysitter for the kids. Maybe they got to go to grandma and grandpa's house if you got family nearby. Or maybe someone in the church watches your kids. Or maybe you just put the kids to bed a little early and you guys watch a movie together, right? Or you say, hey, you guys go play your tablets or do something else. And mom and dad are just going to watch a movie together. But here's the other truth. If you're a single mom, you're a single dad, it's also really important that occasionally you get a break from being mom or dad. Uh, I have a good friend in my life who is a single mom, and I was talking to her the other day, and she said, it's just really nice to get to talk to a grown-up. <laughs> I spend most of my day talking to children, and it's important for mom or dad to just have time to 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 be alone or same thing sit send the kids to a babysitter and you go out with some friends and do something or watch a movie together have these times because you are a full person not just a mom not just a dad you are a disciple of Jesus and it's important that you have those times uh Donnie I know you were talking earlier about you know you're you're not only a married man you're a dad how important it is for you to kind of protect that uh, that relationship of occasionally saying to your kids, hey, mom and dad just need some time. Y- y'all are going to have to figure this thing out for yourself. Yeah, because I think I think it's very, as a parent, you know, the second that we, you know, we get married, you know, then we have our kids. And then we think that the the main priority should always be, okay, we have to do everything. Everything has to be circled you know, around the kids. But what I've learned and what I, I remember getting really good advice about is they said, you need to keep, you need to keep cultivating your marriage. You need to keep dating your spouse throughout the entire duration of your relationship. Because the idea is that is when you spend so much time and energy getting to know your kids and spending time with your kids all the time, you start to lose the the other pieces of who you are, which is, you know, for as a dad, it's like, I'm a dad, but I'm also a sibling. I'm also a cousin. I'm also um, someone's child. I'm also a child of God. I, I'm, I have, I'm a friend. I'm, I'm so many different things than just that one thing. And I think the problem a lot of times as a parent is that when we put so much energy into our kids, then they become the source that we view as what restores us or brings us all these, you know, feelings of happiness and success and feeling that we've done something. But in truth is our relationships that they watch and that they came from is one of the most important relationships they will ever see because they need to see, like you said, they need to see that, okay, yeah, maybe mom and dad don't always get along on every topic, but that when they don't, it's respectful. There's love there and they handle conflict well because, you know, hiding it from them doesn't make it not exist. It just means that they don't have an example that they can talk to 
of how to handle it. And they have to, and a lot of times they end up taking it in their own hands. They're like, well, my parents don't ever fight. And then when they get into a relationship and then the second they fight, guess what they think? Oh, this relationship is no good because we fight. My parents never fought. And they have this misrepresentation of what it looks like. And it's so important that as a parent, I don't care how much time it is, get time with your spouse, whether it's sitting down, playing a game together, uh, sitting down, like asking questions of each other or just sitting down in the same room and just relaxing. Like, yeah, just go get dinner together. <laughs> yeah. Go get dinner, play a game, do whatever. Like, but we're a, we're, a, we're a movie podcast, so we got to do that, but we're not saying just watch these movies. Like, yeah do something. Cause I think Donnie's right. And like he said, one, it gives unrealistic expectations to our kids. If they think my mom can do it all. You know, I've heard so many people who were raised by like single moms and single dads. And they think like they were superhero. They did everything and they never struggled. And the mom was like, Oh, I was struggling the whole time. <laughs> I needed help though. You, but you just didn't see it, you know, and it gives unrealistic expectations because they start to think, well, I can't do it. I can't do it. The other part of it is when you intentionally choose to kind of take a break from your kids and say, Hey, you got it. We talked about this at this most recent parenting event we went to about uh, the importance of not helicopter parenting and being over your kids every moment and solving every problem. Well, when they're at a babysitter's house or when they're, when they're, uh, you know, just not in your presence, you say, Hey, you got to go to your room. Cause we're going to watch a movie or we're just going to spend an hour every day. My wife and I have from four to five o'clock. That's just mom and dad time. I get home from work and we've intentionally set that side time aside. We're going to watch a TV show or just kind of like eat a snack and hang out together. And the kid, y'all got to be away. And they'll come inside and go, mom, she did this or she did that. This is our time. Get out of here. You know? Give it, give it, God's eyes. And they have to deal with their own problem and they have to develop those skills. So it's really important. And like we said, if you're a single mom, single dad, it's really important for you to have time with friends, for you to have time even just to yourself. That's all really important. And so Valentine's Day is coming up by the time that this episode's coming out. And maybe you and your spouse, whether you, my wife and I do not do Valentine's Day. Donnie, do you and your wife do y'all share do y'all share gifts? Do y'all do a Valentine's Day thing? I'd say it's it's mostly uh what are we eating? Um yep. and did you get me uh some delicious snackage that will yeah. that will survive the week? Donnie needs it. them chocolate. That's literally just a different version of the first question. What are we eating and did you get me snacks? That's, <laughs> that's basically exactly. two, two the same questions. I also that's just not- want that's how you survive it (laughs) that's the question my wife asks me every day when i get home what are we eating tonight did you happen to bring me snacks (laughs) yep so uh, you you answer those two questions in any relationship if you have the correct answer you know what their favorite snacks are and you can tell them what's for dinner if you're if you're the cook in the house whatever guess what you're winning they say they say the way to a man's heart is through his stomach, but I will tell you this. The way through to a woman's heart is knowing her favorite snack. I'm mm-hmm. just going to say that. Snacks are key. They are just key. So I'll say this. Major much. key, if you will. Oh. <laughs> nice. Okay, so I'll say this. It's Valentine's Day coming up. Maybe you and your spouse, and whether you do anything, my wife and I have never. We've been together since we were 15 We have never done a Valentine's Day thing, but we regularly have a date night. 
So coming up on this time, maybe you you, you go out for a date, or if you want to have what what is is it Galentine's Day? What do they call it? Soya. Yeah, uh, I yeah. Think that's what it is. Yeah, it's in Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah, Galentine's Day, or I'll say this: if you're a dude, Palentine's Day. Can we try that one? <laughs> Sawyer's throwing up. No, Sawyer vomited for those who couldn't see. Uh, but yeah, go out with some friends and do something. And in particular, we got some movies that we think would just give you a chance to like not watch an animated movie, not watch a superhero movie, like just watch a movie that you and your your spouse or you and some friends could enjoy. And we've got some great ones uh, that are coming up. And I'm excited because I want to go ahead and get started with Donnie. Donnie Dorsey has brought a movie that I have not seen yet. And I am very excited to hear about this. So Donnie, tell them uh, what movie you watched, where you watched it, so where they can find it, mm-hmm. and uh, and w- what you like about it. All right, so uh, the movie I watched was um, called Ticket to Paradise, which stars um, George Clooney and Julia Roberts. Um, and I'll tell you, I, I like What it. was it on? Uh, it's on Peacock. Okay, so if you got Peacock or Peacock Premium, uh, I get that. In case in case you don't know this, if you have Xfinity, you get Peacock for free. You get Peacock Premium for free. So just throwing that out there. So, Donnie, what is Ticket to Paradise about? So, in short, Ticket to Paradise is um, about a pair of parents that have uh, since separated. Um, and they're, you know, they're raising their adult child and all the various you know, nuances that come with that and they don't necessarily get along um, (laughs) very well. So there's a lot of interactions that are very like passive aggressive and things like that. But you get to watch as these two, these two adults slowly start to essentially see where they, where they were at fault in the relationship based on some of the things that happen and it's kind of an interesting movie especially for like as a parent as i think at times we often don't see all the little nuances of things where we could have improved or done better um and i think it does a great job of watching that relationship um change um and then you have there's there's a lot of comedy there's a lot of i mean there's some just, romance it feels like there's some romance in this movie there's definitely some romance uh where the primary of the romance is with the um daughter um that they're that they're going so the idea is the ticket to paradise is they're going to an island to meet with their daughter um is their daughter getting married i'm just going to throw that out there she ah, is getting married ah there you go and so they're going there and they're supposed to, you know, be hospitable with one another. And I enjoyed it. Like I said, I mean, I thought I thought it was really done really well. I mean, you know, George Clooney is kind of a go to for a lot of these types of movies. And and Julia Roberts is is known for, you know, the uh, romantic comedy style uh, uh, movies. It does have some language in it. I will I will say that there's a little bit of language and stuff like that. But it is for it is yeah, for adults. That's so right. um it's a grown-up movie. That's right. It's a grown-up movie. Say, There'll be grown-up language. <laughs> I will say, what was exciting to me when I saw this movie is, and I know I say this a lot on the podcast, these are the kind of movies that don't get financed anymore. These mm-hmm. big, star-driven, location-driven movies, you know, because it takes place in Bali, and it's like, 
We're going to go to a beautiful location, put beautiful people in it. It's going to feel like an old Cary Grant or Audrey Hepburn movie. You know, it's like we're putting these beautiful people in a beautiful location. There's going to be fun. There's going to be, it's going to be funny. It's going to be romantic. And these movies just don't get financed as much. And uh, I know everyone who is a film geek like me is upset that theaters are really struggling and maybe they're going to go away or at least in the way they did before. I'll just say this. These movies wouldn't play in theaters and you're only yeah. going to get movies like this on streaming. Uh, and yeah. I'll actually argue the movie Sawyer is going to talk about, I think had a very short lifespan to ever really be in theaters uh, because it's also a movie that has lots of stars, uh, star driven in a beautiful location, costs lots of money, but doesn't have anybody, any superheroes punching each other. Yep. And they're not a lot of science, science fiction, a little bit of science fiction in this next one. Uh, but Ticket to Paradise, I'll say, on Peacock. Uh, Donnie says, I really want to watch this movie now. You have sold me, Donnie. Yes, me as well. I do think this will be one. It reminds me from the description of, have you guys seen Intolerable Cruelty? No. Uh, no. Okay. Now I'm throwing this one out. Y'all got to watch Intolerable Cruelty. It's a Coen Brothers movie um, with uh, George Clooney and Catherine Zeta-Jones. George Clooney is a divorce lawyer uh, who's really good at his job, ends up representing Catherine Zeta-Jones's husband in the divorce. He ends up basically making sure she gets no compensation. She decides to get back at him, the George Clooney, the divorce lawyer, with this whole like con, and there's a lot of romance that gets in. It's really fun, really good. This feels like similar vibes. It's is. Let me ask you this, Donnie. Is is the kind of relationship between Julia Roberts and George Clooney very bickering back and forth kind of stuff? Yeah. But then, oh, some, then we get some feelings going on, and everyone's kind of it's like a. Well, the funny thing about it is that it kind of plays toward that, but it does it in a different way because, okay. like, generally you have that bickering and stuff like that, but then it's almost the the it's turned on its head a little bit because. You think they're going to like, oh, it's just like this and that. But it's a lot of them just trying to essentially they eventually have a common goal. And that yeah. common goal leads to them to kind of find ways to reconcile. I think that's great. I love that. So uh, this would be a great sounds like rom-com kind of beautiful people, beautiful location, some romance going on uh, for you and your some spouse. Comedy probably going on. Yes. Yeah, yeah, all that Definitely. stuff. So I think this uh, seems like a great one if that's the kind of mood you're in on Valentine's Day or for a date night is something kind of rom-com. Uh, this would be a great one. Ticket to Paradise. It's on Peacock. Uh, Sawyer also watched a movie uh, that uh, I also loved. Uh, came out in, uh, really came out the day, but it came on, not on Christmas Eve, came out on the 23rd. 23rd. The 23rd. I had short run in theaters, but it was on Netflix on the 23rd of this last year. It's only been out for a month or two now, uh, but it is a sequel to Ryan Johnson's film uh, uh, Knives Out, which is kind of this return to the uh, kind of old whodunit mystery, Agatha Christie type mystery of everyone in one location trying to solve a murder. Uh, but you have watched the sequel, which takes place on a beautiful island uh, called Glass Onion. So, Sawyer, why don't you tell us about Glass Onion? Yes, specifically, I, this movie has been out for now, yeah, like a month, like basically a month and a half is how long this movie has been out by the time that this episode aired. It's been out for 
just over a month and a half. And uh, I have watched this movie three times in that month and a half. That is how much fun I have watching this movie. Um, and that's kind of the thing that I think this movie has maybe more so than Knives Out. Knives Out, I kind of probably do prefer just by a hair. Uh, Nathan and I were talking. They're basically equal as a thing. We, we both love these movies a lot is the thing. This movie is hilarious is the thing. It's like, just like, I, I feel like I was laughing. I do laugh pretty consistently through the whole movie um it's got like big like twists and stuff like that because it's a murder mystery and uh there is a level to which i think daniel craig as benoit blanc is quickly becoming a better character than daniel craig as james bond i am far more interested in this character of benoit blanc than anything that james bond is going to be doing in the near future okay um and and honestly most characters i'm more i'm more interested in benoit blanc than most characters so Ryan Johnson has said that he's doing Knives Out 3. I will be there the day that it opens is the thing. Um, and and yeah, this is just a fun movie. Um, it, it's got like a ridiculous amount of famous people in it um, just to kind of set it up. Basically, um, uh, Edward Norton plays this kind of Elon Musk type and uh, he invites all of his friends to an island to um, have a murder mystery party. And um, I will leave it here and simply say that uh, uh Things ensue when uh, Benoit Blanc shows up at this murder mystery party, and uh, it is it is a, a great time. And uh, I, I I think that you probably could watch this with certain kids, maybe like over the age of eleven or whatever. But I think this movie is better with just adults. Um, I think it's just a fun yeah, time. I think it'd be watch. hard, honestly. I don't know that there's anything too objectionable in the movie. There's a yeah, lot of language. Um, but I would say I think kids are going to have a hard time following it. Yes. Um, so I definitely think this, you will have more fun. I probably will at some point watch it with my kids, but I, I made sure the first time I watched it, I watched it just with me and my wife um, because I just wanted to be able to enjoy it. All the twists and turns uh, for those who don't know, Benoit Blanc is kind of uh, like a Hercule Poirot type uh, character, but with this Kentucky fried chicken Southern drawl thing going on, which is really fun. And he's very, a little more simplistic of a character. Like he kind of plays himself as kind of naive and simplistic, but then he's brilliant. Uh, I agree. He's one of my favorite uh, new characters kind of in the pantheon of films. Like I just think he's going to be considered a classic character for a long time. Uh, but the movie itself is really funny. Uh, it is beautiful uh, to, to look at. And I'll say uh, the cast of characters is the best part. Like it's a real lampooning of, so uh, of, of celebrity culture. So everything from like, we said, we have a Elon Musk tech mogul type person. We have a, this Twitch streamer, men's right activist guy. We've got this uh, fashion designer woman. Who's just kind of like saying all these ridiculous offensive statements on Twitter and all this kind of stuff. Very fun, very funny, kind of uh, handles all of that, I think, really well and really funny. And I think uh, the twist, what I love most about the Knives Out movies is how Ryan Johnson, the director and the writer, is so good at knowing when you figure out one thing so he can twist it and make it something else. This will never be a movie that you get ahead of the director. And I think that's the best part is when you're watching it, you're like, oh, I solved it. And he's like, yeah, well, that was mystery number one. So here's mystery number two, three, seven, and eight. <laughs> like, Yeah. And, and to, the, to, to, 
to your point about the cast and the twist and stuff like that, there are not many like murder mystery whodunit movies that I I routinely rewatch. You know, yeah. like a good murder mystery is not that rewatchable. These ones I could literally just throw on any time of the day and I'm going to have a fun time because the characters are just really, really fun characters. Um, and the story is really engaging with the audience is the thing. I can't recommend this one enough. So I would say this movie fits a little bit more in uh, the comedy. There's obviously not any romance going on. The little tiny elements of thriller in the sense that it's a mystery, but not very much thriller. The first one even had a little more thriller elements than this one. Uh, but so if you're looking for something to laugh at, uh, to just have a good time, to kind of be thrilled of trying to figure out the mystery. If you're one of those people who get the hunt-a-killer boxes and you love doing, you know, you love mystery novels, this might be a great one. It's on Netflix, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. Uh, it's on Netflix now. Uh, my movie, uh, I decided to, to, to bring up a movie that I actually, at the time of filming, watched on a date yesterday with my wife. It's actually in theaters right now. Uh, I think probably it will still be in theaters come Valentine's Day, but if not, the one of the good things that came out of the pandemic is movie, the window between theatrical release and streaming release has really shrunk. And so often, if it's not in theaters, it's immediately available to rent online. It's a movie called Missing. Uh, it is, it's not a sequel, but it's kind of a spinoff they reference a the the first movie in the series that's called Searching. Uh, I believe this came out in 2018. Sawyer, will you check my facts on that one as well? Yep. Uh, but 2018, I think Searching is the name of that movie. Um, 2018. Yeah, it uh, it is. Uh, I believe available. Will you see if it's available on something? I bet I bet it is, but oh, it is certainly cool. available to rent. I know that you could rent it if you if missing is not available. Searching and missing are both movies that are entirely they're it's similar. Searching to, is just rentable. Okay, so you could rent this one and you might be able to rent missing, or if you want to go out, it might be in theaters to see. These are movies that uh, I don't think they have a term for this genre yet because there's very few movies like this. Um, but like the found footage genre that we talked about with Chronicle, this is a movie that takes place completely from a computer screen. Everything you see in the movie is the main character interacting with their computer. Uh, Missing is a movie about a, a teenage girl who uh, she's 18 years old uh, and she's about to go away to college. And her um, her mom is uh, going on a trip to Columbia with her boyfriend. And you kind of get the feel from the beginning that maybe the boyfriend's going to propose on this trip. Uh, and the movie kind of opens with this 18-year-old watching footage of her father, who uh, passed away when she was so young, she couldn't remember. Uh, but she all, she has these memories of him through the thing so it's really kind of sweet when it opens but her and her mom have this tense relationship and while the mom is in columbia she is supposed to go pick up her mom at the airport but her mom never comes back from the airport and the mom has gone missing as the movie is and the whole movie is this teenage girl through her computer you just are watching her on the computer search her mom's uh, Gmail account and search her uh, to all over the e internet trying to figure out where is her mother. And it is a very tense kind of thriller mystery. 
that is really fun. Like I said, it's in theaters. Uh, it's one of those. And I think this is why it's perfect for a date. Me and my wife, the whole movie are going, oh, I think it's this. Oh, I think more than Knives Out. Like Knives Out is a movie that I'm not even trying to solve. Knives Out, I'm just laughing at how he's tricking me all the time because I know I'm never going to solve this movie. Like, I mean, I don't know how you are, Sawyer. That's a, The whole time I'm watching Knives Out, I'm like, this is just fun. Like, this is yeah. just, I'm yeah. never going to solve what's watched, going on. The first time I watched Knives Out, I was like, oh, what's he doing now? But then, like, Glass Onion, I had figured out, I'm like, I'm just going to follow him wherever he takes me. It Glass Onion and Knives Out are straight... Um, roller coasters you're just enjoying the ride you're just like where where does this take me this is a movie that the whole time my wife and i are like well why didn't she do this why did wh what is this going to be what's going to happen next and it's a lot of fun in case you can't see missing i would also suggest the movie searching which is the first of the two it stars john cho and uh it's a movie it's kind of the reverse so missing is kind of the reverse where it all takes place on a computer screen and it's a dad who lost his wife uh, when uh, a few years before and his teenage daughter goes missing uh, and they have a tense relationship. So it's very similar kind of themes, but it's him trying to solve where is she through the use of the computer. And Sawyer, I do believe you said you'd seen searching before. I've seen searching. Yeah. It's a fun, I, it's a very fun movie. I, I really enjoyed searching. So I think if you can't see Missing, Searching would be another good one. You can rent it uh, on wherever you rent your streaming movies. But uh, I think this would be a really good one. And once again, uh, in fact, uh, tonight I'm going to be watching Searching with some friends. So even if you don't have a spouse, you just want to go out with some friends. It's a really good like group movie. It's a really good like, oh, what's what's going to happen next? And oh, why didn't they do this? And why why are they searching that? And why is this what's happening? It's a really good kind of you need to watch it with other people experience. Uh, and so I think it's perfect for that. And so I hope you watch uh, one of these movies or you watch some other movie or you just do something that you as a parent or you as a couple can just enjoy life together. Take a break from being mom. Take a break from being dad and just enjoy the life that God has given you with some friends or with your spouse. Uh, and that most of all, in doing so, you will teach your kids a kind of rhythm for life and expectation that, yeah, mom does need a break sometimes. Dad does need a break. Yeah, marriage is really important. And that in doing so, you're teaching them to love Jesus and his way of life even more. We'll see you next week as we get another movie to help you have that conversation.